I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Should we get high at any point? Do you want to? I, I have to go to work right after brought this. brought some. Okay. okay. I was going to say, I have some. I actually I had a little bit of an edible. Uh, oh, good. Like half an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're going to be good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, feel free, if, though, you guys. Yeah. Maybe I should have a little. You should. Yeah, do yeah. it. I could also, like, just start getting it ready. Like, well, I because I brought a, I have, like, a little. A little thing. A little kid I brought yeah. on the road. I mean, I also have like a blunt if you would like. Oh, yeah. I'd take- love to just hit your blunt. Yeah. Blunt is this going to like knock me in? Okay, then fine. No. Yay! I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Welcome to Diking Out, a podcast hosted by two lesbians who never have been or never will be friends with war criminals. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we are Diking Out with singer-songwriter John Allison Weiss about weed. Uh, they perform as the abbreviation AW. Would you call that an abbreviation? I guess so. I mean, it used to stand for stuff and now it's just like two letters. Okay. <laughs> sure. Perfect. <laughs> They perform as the two letters A W. In that order. Great. <laughs> uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And today we're decking out with singer songwriter John Allison Weiss about weed. They perform as the band A W and are touring right now, playing songs from uh, their first album. I w- or no, now I'm making up information again. You are no. making. Up, oh my okay. god! But it's correct information. <laughs> it was my first album. What? Okay. It was the first album I ever 
made. I'm okay. so sorry. Maybe we shouldn't have. Uh, I know. I love I, it. I'm getting. I too, think it's fucking I'm, great. I'm being too ambitious, and also maybe the weed. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I feel fantastic. It's great. The weed episode. Great. great. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We you can work your audio magic later. To may have gotten out. high. Yeah. yeah. While we All did right, this. we got this. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's reconfirm details. Okay. And today we are diking out with singer songwriter John Allison Weiss about weed. They perform as AW and are touring right now, playing songs from their album "Was Right All Along," which was recorded ten years ago, but is streaming on Spotify for the first time. So definitely check that out, and also see if they're coming to a town near you with the rest of the tour. And another fun fact is that they sing the theme song for the uh, Query podcast with Cameron Esposito. This is true. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, it was my song first, and yeah. then Cameron started Query and just hit me up and was like, I really love this song, and I feel like it it embodies the sort of vibe of the podcast. Can I use it? And I was like, sure thing. Great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? It's been yeah. awesome. A lot of people have found me through it. Yeah, yeah. And and I had seen you and had known your, your music years ago when I lived in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and... I remember when I listened to Query for the first time, I was like, I know that voice. Hell yeah. 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 That was really cool. A couple quick announcements. On October 28th is our next show at Stonewall and past guest uh, Allie Colbert will be on that from our stand-up episode, which was wild and very funny, uh, along with a bunch of future guests. So I'm not going to say their names, but they're all great. And, uh, I also want it to be a costume contest. This is very self-indulgent of me oh, uh, because it's October 28th. It's right before Halloween. And I just, it would make me happy to see <laughs> all of you there in costume. So there's going to be a prize and great. it's going to be good. Do I have to be in costume? It does mean you have to wear uh, a costume. Fine. I'm not a big Halloween. That's like one I of get my, that. I have a few like big like uh, factors working against my queerness. Uh, one of them is that I don't particularly understand astrology. <laughs> the, the other one is that I don't get into Halloween. Yeah. So I got to I gotta do that this year. Ugh, and, yeah. now, and my girlfriend loves Halloween. So for the, my whole life, I'm going to have to like get into it. Yeah. It's fun. I, I know. It's very fun. My <laughs> wife and I have a running debate from the first year we met when for a Halloween costume and I'm costume in quotes because she wore a shirt with Pac-Man on it and then put a bow on the Pac-Man and said that she was, quote, dressed as Miss Pac-Man. And I'm like, that's not a fucking costume. No, it's not. And she's to this day is like, that is a costume. So. <laughs> like, I feel like you two would get along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our disengagement and Halloween yeah. in general. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another exciting announcement is that December 16th in New York City, if you're here, we are doing our first ever holiday spectacular live show, Dyke the Halls. We're going to be at Joe's Pub. We're going to have special guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sarah will be on stage. I will be on stage in a suit. In a suit. We'll be wearing suits (laughs) December 16th. So if you're in New York, just be on the lookout. We'll announce it when tickets go on sale and everything. Uh, But just want the date on your calendar because we know a lot of people come to New York around the holidays. So if you're going to be here, be If you're going to do a holiday trip, you might as well plan it fully around us. Yeah, please. (laughs) And then just a reminder to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Uh And when I say leave a review... Leave a five-star review <laughs> and not a one-star review that this gay man left us with the title, 
just for lesbians. I gave it a try, but this is a lesbian podcast, not really for gay men, bi people, or straight people. This show divides the LGBTQ plus community when we should all be trying to accept each other. Listen, we get one podcast. You guys have all soap operas forever and ever. You have all of pop culture, gay men, because most of you invented it, but... But also... Also, it's called dyking out. What did you fucking expect? And I would say it's the minority of our guests actually identify as lesbians. Yeah. It's just that the two of us identify as lesbians. We just les- happen to be, yeah. The <laughs> two of you are dyking out with your guests and your topics. Exactly. I, yeah. I think that's Thank like saying... Thank you for saying, understanding us. So I understand yeah. you. Yeah, I just <laughs> met you and I understand who is this guy. You know that this review is bullshit. That's like saying drag race... Right. It's just for drag queens. Yeah. Like, why don't they have, why don't they have, like, any athletic competition on there? Why don't they, why, why isn't it a cooking show? Yeah. Because it's fucking not. I don't know. I know I shouldn't let the bad reviews get to me. I, I don't look at them. You do let them. the bad reviews get to you? I don't look at them most of the time, and there's only a handful, but then half of them just feel like we're being trolled. Right. I, I, know, I can tell when you're in a review spree, because I'll get some screenshots Right away, like yeah. in, in in like in a rapid fire kind of thing. I only I'm let like, myself do it every. Don't let it months. bother you. I know, <laughs> but please, the the five star ones help. How how are you with reading reviews? Um, I don't know. I think I just don't. How do you deal with feedback? I yeah. also like don't. I I don't get a lot of. How do I deal with feedback? Well, your feedback comes in the form of like literal applause you know like if it's live that kind of thing yeah Yeah. no um and i mean i guess online there's always instagram comments and things like that yeah yeah i don't know a long time ago someone was like don't read the comments and i'm like i mean i read every single one but i just try not if there's something Mm -hmm. bad i try not to 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 i feel like when there is something bad it's not usually negative about me it's like negative about queer things and so it's like just a hateful person being Uh, right right yeah i it's like i don't listen to it because i'm like you're not my audience go away yeah i don't care yeah. But it's been a long time since somebody's been like, your voice sucks and your songs are lame or, or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think our our listeners should send us videos of them clapping and laughing. Yeah. That's sure. a great yeah. idea. Just, do so, just, just so we know. Like a reaction video us. to yeah. them listening. Yeah. 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 I, I'm glad that we're not on... YouTube because I think those are the most vile of oh YouTube oh those are always the worst ones for yeah. Sure. yeah I don't I would I don't jump out of my window them. yeah I've got my <laughs> notifications turned off yeah. I almost never see them so if I do it's usually like it's been like three years and yeah. I see a comment where somebody's just somebody you know, was says mad something in 2015 shitty. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay well <sighs> I do like his hot take that we should all love each other instead. yeah yeah <laughs> love each other and give each other one star reviews that right they'll pull us in Super. yeah. <laughs> Close. That's Super funny. Um, effective oh. tactic. Speaking of gay people, I don't like. Uh, <laughs> this guy's name was that gay guy. So okay, yeah, I wasn't just right. Ellen. Uh, I mean, we don't have to talk about it because I'm sure everybody you? knows her. What did I tell everyone back when she was yes. fucking having a great time with Kevin Hart on her show? She's just a, a multimillionaire who is friends with other multimillionaires. This whole thing is a fucking class issue. It's not even like, she's not a fucking queer activist anymore. Yeah. She hasn't been in a long time. And her her visibility was in itself activism, but she never fully was like out in the fucking streets with us as far as I can remember. Maybe she was. I'm sure somebody will correct me on that. But it doesn't matter because now she's just fucking on another planet as far as how rich she is. Yeah. And that's all this is. Like Ellen DeGeneres is not a fucking icon in in a current context. She 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 of course is in the broad sense, 
But as far as her actions now, I don't see why anyone is surprised that she's in the fucking booth with George W. Bush at a Dallas Cowboys game, of all places. Yeah. That's just who she is. She's a fucking almost billionaire hanging out with other billionaires, and that's it. Her apology, or it wasn't an the apology. apology. Was it wasn't the an apology. Yeah. It, it was an explanation and a defense of her being friends with, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's one thing, like, if it was just her sitting next to him at a game, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Right. It's just yeah, like they rich, got seated next rich to people each get, other. get sat like, next to each other. Yeah. You're in his box but, at the, at the yeah. game, you know. Like, having a grand old time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since she was a... I mean, I feel like she just sort of has a this like, we're not her audience, like this dead eye. Yeah, it's just like she's kind of just is like. A, I mean, of course, I, I appreciate she everything like she. The show. Of course, yeah, yeah. It just seems like um, she's kind of like living in her own world. Yeah, and yeah. she's and, well, we, and we haven't been her audience in a long time. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck what queer people think because we are not who. What's the network? CBS, ABC. Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's syndicate. One of the fucking yeah. single digit channels in the yeah. suburbs is what it is, and. She doesn't. She doesn't give a shit about us, and doesn't because we're not a part of her fucking brand. Her brand is like she and Coles have the same brand. Yo, I, the yeah, the same demographic. I played this big queer festival last summer, and um, they did this like montage of a bunch of celebrities being. It was like a, it was like a fundraiser festival, um, and. They did this like montage of a bunch of celebrities being like, "Wish we could be there." Like, like congratulations or like blah blah blah. Um, it was the Love Loud festival, so it was all like everybody was like promoting like love is love, or it was very mainstream. But anyway, they had a video of Ellen and Portia, and it was like iMovie, and they were just like sitting there with their two dogs, and they were like, "Hey, Love Loud, really wish we could be there, but." Uh, and then it didn't cut for like a split second and you just sort of saw them be like like kind of shrug like wish we could be there but we don't want to yeah like, that's essentially what it felt like, like who, and it was could so they not awkward have done a different we've got tickets to the Cowboys game yeah, yeah it was really awkward say, like have a great time like yeah I don't know. I know it was super awkward, and um, yeah, my wife and I have talked about it for sure about how she just seems like this a this. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's. I mean, she's unattached. she is what she is. At the very least, what she's done is is kind of give middle America that one gay friend that they can that they can assign humanity to yeah, and was like maybe not one. fucking want us to have our rights taken away mm-hmm. which is an important step but I just don't know why anyone is surprised anymore to know that she's just a fucking extremely wealthy person that's it that's all she is yeah and the other thing that I found annoying that I'll drill down a little bit about a particular part of her apology video that drove me fucking crazy so when she's when people get angry, they tweet. I don't like when when people of her level at her level as far as fame uh, talk about Twitter as though it's some petty little shitty like oh they're just tweeting about it. Yeah, we have a platform where we can all talk to each other nowadays. I'm sorry yeah. that you and the other fucking boomers in comedy are mad that all of a sudden regular people get to have honest critical discussion about the things that you say and do. Yeah. But yeah, Twitter is our fucking tool for that. Yeah. Just because the only reason you're on it is to post your dumb little videos of little kids dancing. You're not even fucking running that account. It's called The Ellen DeGeneres Show. You're, you're so disconnected from the people who are saying these things that you don't even realize that the huge platform that we use that gives everyone a voice is important and it's not it's not just some little it's not some you know page 6 bullshit. Yeah. Twitter is a fucking platform. It's what we do. It's how we communicate. And and we're going to criticize you because you suck. It's also that she doesn't care about the people who at least at one point looked up to her, yeah. I think, because the people who watch 
her show, I don't know if they're necessarily inspired by it's more like dance for us. Exactly. For us, it it actually does have a very uh and I the this is not my Make us laugh, lesbian. Yeah, exactly. It's like, just a talk show. It's a talk show. Where the host happens to be a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, it is not this is not a lesbian talk show. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not like they're not like discussing any like important issues no. on there. It's, it's like it's let's have a celebrity. Interviews. We're gonna look at a funny video. Yeah. We're gonna there you're we're gonna give you guys some stuff. Yeah. And, She's on the press tour for everybody doing a movie, basically. Exactly. Like, yeah. You do a yeah. movie, you, you go on Ellen, she's someone pops out and scares you, you do a silly video, <laughs> and you're and that's it. It's you not this is not journalism by any means. It's not like yeah. it's not to be taken seriously sure. in any way. Yeah, no, I mean it's you know, I think the the show itself it, it is fine, but I mm-hmm. I think that just because Ellen was one of the first big names to course, to yeah. be out that people maybe expected a little bit more from her, whether that's fair or not. But I think it's yeah. fair. It's uh, fair to expect that, but for, it's, it's at least like within come on. N- not to like represent the the whole community or anything, but mm-hmm. then to at least not hang out with the guy that literally wanted to amend the constitution to ban gay marriage. Yeah. yeah. Or the actual guy appointed justices to the Supreme yeah, Court. Who have done lasting damage to all to of take us. Our rights away. Yeah. And who are potentially about to do a serious amount of damage to us. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The it happened the day that arguments were happening in that Supreme I mean, who, court here, my, case. My, my which other is question wild. about so this before we stop talking about fucking Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Is who in God's name, with all her money, can you hire someone who can just pull you aside and be like, hey, the optics on this that you're about to do are bad? And yeah. here's why. Yeah. Like, who the fuck why told her that a... going to a Cowboys game, knowing she would be on? Because you know they're going to pan to you at some point, the camera. Yeah. At, a, at a pro football game, they always do that where they need stuff to fill the in-between times. And they look for the celebrities that they can focus sure. the camera in on for a second. Ellen DeGeneres is here. Of course, yeah. they're, of course you're going to be on camera, dummy. Yeah. And that's, but that's an illustration of how disconnected she is. Yeah. She doesn't even think to pay someone to tell her that. There's a million <laughs> things wrong and we don't, don't have the time yeah. to. Anyway, moving yeah, on to right. more but, exciting topics. Yeah. I know. People tune Babe, in. They're like, oh, right. the weed episode. This is going to yeah. be so fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in a fun mood. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I hope you use that last five minutes to go roll a joint. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Saw the movie Hustlers. Oh, so did I. And want to bring it up because Jack the Stripper, our former guest, was in it. And she had a couple lines and J-Lo squeezes her boobs. So Yeah, it was awesome. I haven't seen it yet. It's yeah, a fantastic it's great. movie. I've heard. It's a movie about friendship. It is it's really awesome. It's really well done. The actors about are fantastic. scamming and friendship. It's a movie about how uh, J-Lo is 50 years old and is still like the hottest woman on earth I've somehow. definitely seen the clips. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. There's some really fun celebrity cam- if, if celebrity cameos are your thing, ooh, yeah. you're gonna love this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Lizzo. Lizzo is, is amazing. Yeah, Lizzo's in it. Cardi B's in it. Yeah, Usher's in it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I did like the Usher cameo a lot. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a fun movie. And Jack uh, consulted on the film uh, throughout, so that's really cool. And I didn't know that she was actually in it. Yeah. And she is. When we left the theater, Cecilia was like, wow, J-Lo's so hot and I need to work out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are her takeaways. Her secret <laughs> is that she is extremely wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> hot tip. Right. Have money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Um, and then also, I saw Madonna in concert. Oh, I know that... I've been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I forgot that you went to that. And I thought to myself, well, you didn't take any pictures, but that's because they took your they phone. They took my phone away. <laughs> oh, shit. One of those it concerts. Yeah. It was great. I hope to go to an event cool enough to wear my, it's so cool that you can't bring your phone in. Yeah. Guess what? Even without phones, white women have found a way to be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. The people in the audience, and part of it was because they don't start the show until 11, or that's when Madonna comes on stage, even though it says it starts at 9.30. And, oh, God. Uh, and then they tell you to come at no later than 8.30. Yeah. And that's fine. Whatever. Um, people were getting very drunk. and Yeah. That's what happens when you leave people in a room with a bar for two hours and no phone. A fight really close to me almost broke out. A fight? Out. A oh, fight I love that. Between, and I wanted, there is this like really sturdy woman from, I would guess, New Jersey. Okay. So picture that. And Was she wearing a Jets jersey? How do you know that? <laughs> Might as well have been. And these two blonde women that were kind of next to us. And uh-huh. one of them was like so drunk and kind of just like yelling, annoying shit during everybody. Here's my problem. Everybody was heckling Madonna. Oh, that's how but, drunk they were. Yeah. Oh, ju- just like not mean heckles, but just like, just like interrupting her. Yeah. Oh, so she doesn't, she doesn't interact with her audience usually in her shows, but because yeah, it's no like wonder. a smaller theater show, she was taking time to talk and interact and people oh. just kept on, yelling things in the middle of oh, it. Oh, that's so annoying. Like, so, yeah, these two women were yelling things and the woman in front of them, the Jersey one, was like, you need to shut the fuck up. I paid <laughs> a lot of money for these tickets and they're like, sound and wing. Oh, my <laughs> God. And the husband kept trying to, like, nightmare. calm her down. And this they, is why I don't go to small concerts. They left before the end of it, thank God. I, I think they probably had to go to puke. But yeah. the worst was this woman from Portugal who was, like, three rows behind us how do I know she's from Portugal? I was just about to ask. She only yelled it 40 fucking times. <laughs> and at one point, Madonna was singing a song in Portuguese because she's been living in Lisbon. And before she's like, um, so if anybody here understands Portuguese, and the woman's like, I speak Portuguese. Oh, I no. I turn around. I'm like, no shit, lady. Oh, <laughs> like, shut up. It was... So so Madonna was like talking about her time in in Lisbon and yeah baby I've been to Lisbon I'm hi sure neighbor you have. hi neighbor kept calling her name and then Madonna was talking about like what she liked about Portugal the wine baby let's go get some wine oh like, my who God. is in charge of this woman <laughs> and who let her out who Just let her out tonight? these are Ellen's people the, I'm telling oh you 100%. this is Ellen's audience they this Ellen. you put Ellen's audience at a Madonna show. And you give them all the white Zinfandel yeah. that they want. Jesus. And this is what happened. This is a logical conclusion. I, it was, it was I blame something. the venue on this. Yeah. Like, you gotta <laughs> give people something else to do. Put some fucking yard games out. I don't know. Do I something. Know. I know. Do anything. Put a photo, a free photo booth. I don't know. Do some <laughs> activities. A fucking hamster wheel. You can't just let an audience simmer like that with alcohol yeah. and then expect it to be a smooth show. I would be so pissed if I got in there at 8.30 and they're like, 
Like, did you know or did you just wait? I heard from other people that it started at 11. So we just got there by 930, uh-huh. knowing that we'd have to oh, wait about God. an hour and a half. And about half an hour before, they had a few musicians come out and play the instrumentals to some of the songs that she wasn't performing in the oh, okay. concert so, so that we all had like a sing-along. Yeah, that's okay. fun. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you gotta like, you, ugh, that's yeah, such a bad it, way to conduct a show. Woof. Yeah. But anyway, the, the show is great. Madonna is in obviously incredible shape to be doing this. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way she moves around stage, it's with more ease than I'm able to like get in and out of a car. I can barely walk in the morning. Spraining so. my ankle. Yeah. For her. Uh, <laughs> so, and then there are a couple times where like once she came into the, the audience and sat next to a woman and started like drinking her beer and chatting and having a little fun banter. Yeah. And then, um, Two times while she was singing, she, like, came up the aisles, so it was, like, two feet away from us. That's awesome. uh, Which is crazy. And then, but one thing she did that, you know, love Madonna, but sometimes super cunty. Uh, She she takes a Polaroid of herself on stage and then talks about how, I mean, she's being cheeky about how Uh generous she is, that she's going to give this away to somebody. Oh, God. But... No, or not give it away. They have to buy it. And, what? Yeah. And she was like, so um, big spenders, I want you to come up here. I want you to put your cash on stage. Is this a telethon? Where's yeah. the money going? It goes to Malawi, which she could have explained ahead of time. because It goes a to lot the, of, whole, the whole country the whole of Malawi. Co- she no, she go- has a foundation, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, that's too vague. I need yeah. To yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's called ra- raising Malawi. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that would have been good to know ahead of time. Yeah. Because I was like, do like, you know really? how much... Come on. How much these people... There are people who have probably spent half their paycheck have already on paid, check, yeah. these tickets. So... She's like, and I'm not just saying a couple hundred dollars. I want a couple thousand. Let's start. Cash? Cash. On stage? Who has cash. that much cash? I know, because one guy came with his credit card, was He's willing like, to do- I have do, the money, but I don't have cash. He said 3500 Wow. On his credit card. Yeah. And she, square. And she was like, what the yeah. fuck am I going to do with this credit card? No, I want cash. And this other guy who, at first he put, I think, like 1500 And she's like, um, I, I want more than that. Okay, she right. I know. And then she asked I can't him. With these people. She asked where he's from or what his name is, where he's from. He's like, I don't want to tell you that because I'm a drug dealer. He's <laughs> why right. else would you have that much cash on you? <laughs> he's a teacher from Australia, so I'm like, probably that's all the money he brought for his oh New York God. vacation. Oh my god! And probably just had a lot of like, yeah, cash converted. <laughs> this is too much. You can't worship one person this much. It's unhealthy. So he gave away twenty two hundred dollars. Oh, for this no. Polaroid that she was saying you could sell on eBay for a lot more. I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> no, because how the fuck would you know that it was handed to you by Madonna? Like, if you're going to go buy, I swear she took this of herself and handed it to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's crazy. Anywho. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you saw Madonna up close and personal. I did I know have this fun. is a bucket list thing for you. It was. It was. Uh, I'm it not was familiar great. with anything Madonna did after 1985. So this is. Yes. Yeah, I truly don't. I only know, know. the original. I know hits. like two songs. Well, the the coolest part of the show was when she performs the song "Frozen" from Ray of Light, and that's the video where the music video is where she's like in the desert on like the desert floor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's long black hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
for the performance, there's kind of this huge screen that comes down, but it's uh, transparent. And they're projecting this beautifully shot artsy video of her daughter, Lourdes, uh-huh. doing kind of like a modern dance yoga thing. And the Madonna's behind it, kind of singing the song to this giant projection of Lourdes. All right. I know it sounds, I know you're looking just, at me. I mean, like it just sounds a little. <laughs> it was very moving. It was very moving. I and think you have cool. to love Madonna to really love that. Yeah, yeah. This I is kind of like when people describe, uh, when people describe <laughs> can't like. can't tell me otherwise. My love for Madonna's. This is exactly what happens when you're like a mom showing people pictures of your kids recital and being like and being moved to tears no, by am. it and we're like I all am. right I get why you love this uh, <laughs> it makes sense 100% oh no no offense I love your love for Madonna thank you oh, it is I love it too it's yeah. great Got a lot of love to give. Yeah. <laughs> We're eventually going to talk about weed, I swear. But you wanted to talk about Killing Eve. So. Um, I was going to say, I understand your love for Madonna because I now feel that way about Jodie Comer. Um, <laughs> Killing Eve was fantastic. I finally watched it. It is a, like, just, it's on the, gives you this, like, razor's edge tension, like the sexual tension between Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer that is fantastic. On top of that, it's a fucking cool story. Uh, it's a spy kind of like caper sort of thing. It's really, really awesome. I found myself literally yelling at my own TV. I just yelled the word kiss. Yes. I was like, kiss! Yeah. When they would get close enough, never like, gonna fucking make out. Like, I just needed I it to happen. Yeah. I was I've, like I've heard this about it. I haven't it. watched yeah. it yet, but I've heard that oh my this God. is the reaction that like, everyone can has. I pl- can you yeah. guys just please make out? Just like, just fuck already. And then you're That's like, gonna, finally, it's going to happen. It's you like, think no. it's going to happen? And ah! It doesn't. It, no, ah, it drives me crazy. But anyway, yeah. I finished season two last night, and it's fucking great. Season great. one was more exciting. I watched all of season one on a plane, which is a great way to pass a six-hour plane ride, sure. by the way. Just start with a show that's like really thrilling and just keep... I, I was like mad the plane landed. Yeah. Um... But it's amazing. I don't know. I really liked it. I liked the queer energy of it and and the fact that Jodie Comer's character is like a queer person. Yeah. Like it's not that you th- it's not that you ship it in your head. Like she literally there are sex scenes or not sex. There's like morning after scenes with like mostly women, a couple men here and there. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was I loved it. It That's was great. great. I'm going to edit out all that audio and put it into an earlier episode of when <laughs> Killing Eve. Yeah, right. <laughs> First came out, and I was trying to get you to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my rule is thirty-five people have to tell me to watch something before I watch it. Okay, that's oh. good. So I finally. Aw, can you tell Sarah to watch Buffy, please? Oh, that's not how I can. Here's the thing: I never oh. really watched Buffy. No. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. You just assumed that about me. Wow. What is it about me that you just assumed that I watched Buffy? Every that group, you're friends queer with person Jenny. Jenny. Friends with Jenny. Yeah. yeah and Kristen, the host oh, of the Buffy okay. podcast. Yeah. Turns oh, out, yeah. as evidenced by you two, you can be friends with someone who doesn't worship the same shit as you. I guess you. so. Yeah, right? I guess. Yeah, I really thought that I know. Jenny would have kicked you out of, <laughs> out of her circle for that. I know. I don't, yeah. Like, what else would you have to talk about? You have nothing else in common. <laughs> <laughs> true. No, I need to spend more time with Buffy. I know. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few episodes here and there. Be, mostly because I was interested in dating somebody once who was really into it, so I like. That's tried how, that's it. why I watched yeah. the first. I was season, hoping you were like going to say who was on it. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I was dating Sarah Michelle Gellar at the time. I was yeah. interested in dating Sarah Michelle <laughs> yeah. Gellar, so I loved. I was writing her love letters, <laughs> and I wanted to make some cute references. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, maybe it, it's a show. 
I would say Buffy is a great show to watch when you're high, especially Probably. season one. You need that to get through it. All but, right. I need yeah. to give it a shot. Picks up at, at season two. So we're talking about weed today. Great. When did you start? When did you start the weed? Oh my God. When <laughs> did I start the weed? It's actually really funny to me because like growing up, I was like, quote unquote, straight edge or whatever. Not really. I mean, I just like drew the X's on my hands when I was a kid mm-hmm. and was like, weed is bad and drinking is bad. And then like little by little, of course, I like did well, all of them. When you say as a kid, I picture you as like eight years old going into the classroom. Yeah. yeah. Eight years old with X's on my hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, super hardcore. Um, yeah. And then I got into it. I think I smoked weed for the first time in college. My my friend who lived across the street was like come over i got a vaporizer and it was like one of those like big wooden box vaporizer yeah, things yeah, yeah. And it, was, it was super fun but i also like as we were talking before i'm a bit of a goody two-shoes so it always just made me nervous and um it so it wasn't really until i got to california and it was straight up legal that uh-huh. i was like all right i'm gonna do this and i also was trying to write a record at the time and feeling really blocked. And I had some friends who liked to smoke weed and, and write songs. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and then it just became part of my daily life. Great. Yeah. yeah. Did um, you find that that helped you get over it? You said you had a little bit of like a writer's block type of thing happening or sort of oh, like yeah, a creative. Totally. Well, yeah, because like, I just like, I'm an, I'm an anxious person um, and it's easy for me to get really in my head about stuff. And uh-huh. so like, just like having a little weed before writing a song, it would sort of like take that that level of like um, self-criticism out of there mm-hmm. and also like worrying about shit like, oh, it, like are my friends who play music going to like this song? Like is are the people who listen to my music going to like this song? Because like I just want to write music that I that makes me feel stuff. Um, so, you know, sometimes you need a little help, get mm-hmm. a little loose and yeah. then and then not worry about that stuff as much. So then I found that like lyrics came faster and and it was just fun to play and yeah. So now it's become part of your process? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried writing, or actually, no, I haven't tried writing comedy when I'm high. Mm -hmm. I just, because I do a lot of my writing on the computer, and when I'm high, I don't like to be looking... At a screen. At a screen. Yeah. At a computer. Oh, that's a good policy. Yeah. I don't have that policy. I'll look at it. Do you write music... Do you write it like by hand usually at first and then it it like goes so many different ways. Sometimes yeah. I'll well I'm much I'm a much faster typer than I am a writer. I That's sometimes the only I think I've type. forgotten yeah. how to write with my hand. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever sit down and just like really write with your hand? It's, it's hard. like the worst experience. It's fucking, I do. It's like harder. your hand gets tired right away. I've been getting my, back my into it. Pages. Oh, look at this manifesto. Oh my God, your handwriting is very small. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been getting back into writing with my hands because I just because of this, the not looking at a computer thing. Yeah. Mostly because it's like I just get distracted really easily too. Yeah. Especially if I have too much weed then I'm like you know, you start I'm writing and then shit. checking Twitter and then writing and then che- checking Twitter and the next thing you know I've like gone down an Instagram hole. Yeah. Oh, and I'm the like, Instagram I didn't get hole. anything it's done. It's so hard. Of course. Um, so, yeah. I wish they would disable the Discover page. Ugh, me too. I, you know just, what? I'm I, I don't look at random shit anymore. I'm so jealous of people who have never looked at it. Oh my do you God. Have friends Some people like just that? don't look at it. People That's are me. like, where you do you just don't look at it? People are like, where do you find your memes? And I'm like, oh, they're on the Explore page. And they're like, oh, I never look at that. I'm like, I'm addicted to the Explore page. Sometimes yeah. I will just like be, have been on my phone for forty five minutes, and I'm like, "Where am I?" And I'm like, <laughs> have to like click back ten times right. to the explore page because they they changed the thing to it now. Where if you click on something from the explore page and then just start scrolling, it gives it just you more gives stuff. You more. It is an yeah. endless. It's a night. It's like a fucking nightmare. I get yeah. baited by it sometimes. Yeah, so it can be uh, a battle too to get high and be productive, but also have your phone. 
feel like you gotta. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, that worries me is like not being productive when I'm high. And I always feel like uh-huh. nothing relaxes me more than being productive. Yeah. Oh, and I'm nothing, the opposite. Yeah. Nothing gives me more anxiety than just sitting there high. Totally. <laughs> So I totally feel that, which is, I feel like another reason I like it too, because I do use it to just chill out when I'm like, I need, because I can be very like, I want to fill in every minute of the day with like doing a productive thing. And if I'm not productive, I'm a failure, you know, but like weed and also like moving to California, because I was in Brooklyn before California yeah, and moving to LA was just like, it's definitely more chill on the West Coast. Yeah, Uh, sure. You just, it, I like... I feel like self care is like so. I That's mean, like all they do. It's like all they. Do, it's all we do. You know, it's what I mean? all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of them now. You are. You yeah. are. Yeah. But it's like important. So like I like let myself like have a time to just be like I'm just gonna like smoke a joint and like have my coffee here in the morning and like read a book for like a, a half an hour when I wake up instead of just like immediately like jumping on the computer and getting into my emails. Sure. Yeah. At yeah. least I try and do that take care of myself because I feel like I'm more productive when I can also when I can relax yeah so you can have like relaxed time and productive time I don't know yeah hmm. I, I smoked that. for the first time when I was 25 maybe? oh really mm-hmm. I smoked weed technically for the first time when I was like 15 it was at my friend's house uh and my mom will text me and ask me who this friend is and I'll totally tell you um <laughs> it, it, like in her bedroom in hindsight it was just some like shitty ditch weed that like I'm did sh- not I mean, get us high 15, so. we were 15 yeah. we got what we had access to yeah. which was like someone's older brother giving us his shittiest possible weed mm-hmm. um with like a few of my friends and then i just remember it burning my lungs really badly probably because it was shitty weed yeah. or, or not even weed at all oh god the first few times i smoked oh, it, it just, hurt so i bad. just coughed so yeah. i just didn't know it could hurt you so feel bad. like you did it wrong i was yeah. like what did i do like i because it's that that burning sensation you kind of did but i mean it yeah, also works definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <is the thing. laughs> yeah it's wrong but it still works right but i remember i was kind of a little bit into it in high school not that much um and much more so in college but it was it was always ever just like a social like it was just to fit in kind of yeah. thing, I guess. I had no desire to do it in high school just because I was like, all smoking's bad. Yeah, same. yeah. I was same. afraid of yeah. getting caught because it would have really jeopardized my student council standing Yeah, and my my goodwill that I'd established with all the teachers mm-hmm. um, who I'm pretty sure all smoke weed, so. <laughs> oh my God, right? Isn't it crazy to grow up and be like, my teachers were like 27. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had some no. that were so young. Like, remember when you would have like a student teacher in yeah. high school? Those... People they're were like, like 20. three years yeah. older than us. Yeah, they had yeah. like just gotten out of college. <laughs> and you yeah. think that they're adults at that time. Yeah. You think they're like they're like experts in their field. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know no, they're... they're staying without their parents' house right now. Yeah. Because they're not even out of college yet. Uh-huh. They're like twenty two up. They're most. learning today's lesson right before they come yeah. in to teach it to you. <laughs> yeah. They oh, they seem like they're really good at this subject because they learned it just a few years ago when they were in high school. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. We had That's a teacher crazy. who was a student teacher who in high side was pretty inappropriate with students she like kind of ingratiated herself socially with all of us yeah. and then like would get mad and like involved in our drama it was not great oh no yeah some teachers were just like very because she literally I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because she was only a few years older drama. than us because yeah. we were yeah. seniors and she was a student teacher we were like yeah. the closest possible age yeah difference between technically a student and technically a teacher yeah that yeah. was that yeah do you think that some teachers are like prison guards and that they're 
they're the ones like bringing in the product probably to schools oh I my hope so. god i wonder yeah somebody should write a show about that yeah, yeah. No kidding. there aren't there aren't enough good shows about weed yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> i would say that my mom was happy that i didn't smoke uh-huh. uh until i was 25 except this one time when i was in high school my mom asked me to come to her room to talk oh and she was like I found a bag of weed in your sister's room. <laughs> oh, she was talking about your sister. And I was like, I I don't know anything about that. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I was just thinking maybe you should try smoking some. What? <laughs> oh, she's like, I was thinking you could lighten up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had... That's cute. I, I had, love that. like, a lot of pain from oh, endometriosis. Yeah. yeah. And she thought that maybe it would help with the pain. It probably oh, would. wow. That's actually, like, that's amazing actually super and cool, cool. that she yeah. would think of that. Yeah. That she yeah, the found, story really took a turn, didn't Yeah. It? She found <laughs> what she thought was a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. It was what? not weed. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, what kind of money did your sister have know, in high school? <laughs> right. I know. That's a lot of babysitting money. <laughs> no, it was. She had a kilo your of weed sister in her room. was selling weed. Yeah. <laughs> they were a couple of cigars from some guy friends of hers who thought smoking cigars they were, cigars were cool. cigars, and your and mom thought the they cigars were. cigars broke. So oh, all the okay. insides. Oh. But it, it still looks like tobacco and yeah, that's not. Yeah. To the untrained eye, I'm sure that does probably But I guess because my mom was never really... True, yeah. And if you see something in a plastic bag in your kid's room and it looks like that, I suppose. I I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then she asked me to look at it. I'm like, I've never been around weed. Like, what are you... (laughs) How do I know? Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, the first time I did it, I don't think I got high. I resisted doing it through college because I was afraid I would like it too much. And I'm like, I'm already drinking. I don't need anything else. Right. And then... I went I feel like to. I had that same mentality. Yeah. yeah. Just, Although two narcs, I don't want to get addicted. Yeah. yeah, that was it. I got it. addicted on on like all the shows I would watch after school. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I would like this a lot, and I don't need another thing. So yeah. why even start? And then uh, went to Amsterdam with like a bunch of my friends, and they were so that was my first time being around legal pot. Oh, okay. And then I didn't do it because my. I thought my girlfriend at the time would be really mad, even though she smoked pot sometimes, but it was one of those things where if they did it, it was okay. But if I did it, right, then right. it meant I was, you know, oh. cheating on them or something. Yeah. <laughs> I see. That kind of fun yeah. early twenties relationship that super one has. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, so all my friends were stoned the entire time in Amsterdam except for me. Oh, that's uh, so, which so was sad. Not fun. It was that, that wouldn't be fun at all. Why else would you go there? Yeah, there's probably I, other things to do. But sure, still. beautiful city. <laughs> I ate a lot of street waffles. Uh. <laughs> the first time I smoked, I um, ate a bunch of uh, chips ahoy cookies, and it was like the greatest thing I've ever experienced. Is it because you thought that's what you were supposed to do, or did you actually? No, start it was just like, stuff? well, my friend was a big stoner, and so she was sort of like leading the experience. Uh-huh. And she yeah. was like, we're going to smoke your ambassador. the vape. Yeah, she was yeah. my ambassador, and she was so excited to be my ambassador because she's ah. really into it. And um, she was also like the first person I met who was like a productive stoner. Yeah. Because like I grew up in a small town in Georgia, so I associated like getting stoned with like skipping school and like shitty grades and dropping out. And I was like, ah, I'm a good kid, so yeah. I don't smoke weed. But then my buddy Rosie was like, this like badass who like moved to eventually moved to New York and worked in advertising and she's still a badass and she was like getting high the whole time. So I was like, okay, if Rosie's getting high, I can get high. Yeah. So she got us high and then she's like, we're going to go downstairs and check out what's in the pantry and we open it up and it's just like Chips Ahoy and Oreos and like all the fucking snacks and I just, wow. the, these Chips Ahoy were like the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see that. It was yeah. so, it was real nice. Yeah. That was a side effect the munchies, even though I hate that word. It's that was, not, I don't feel the munchies. It's yeah. not like the munchies about it's like it. It's experiencing like experiencing something good is like so amplified when yeah, you're stoned. 100%, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like every sense is just like, Listening yeah. to music sounds, your music totally. sounds better. Everything is funnier. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel it's very situational for me because sometimes I'll smoke and it doesn't really affect me and I'm like, I don't know why I just did that. Or there's a difference if you're like a little bit buzzed and have been drinking and then... Drinking Somebody is, has that, weed. I feel like that adds a whole new dimension to it. it. Does. I, that yeah. was, I think that's why I wasn't that into weed for the longest time because, like, it was only ever really inter- It was only ever like, it would only ever appear magically in places where we were all drunk anyway. Yeah. And it's just not fun. Yeah. If you're drunk you're and you drunk. smoke, then you're just like then real. You're just like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
it's different when you're like, all right, I'm gonna like uh, do a project, or I'm gonna like clean my house or something. And you like smoke some weed, so you're like just like, Woo, and then yeah. you put on some music and just like get into the flow of cleaning your house. Like, yeah, yeah. stuff like that can has, be like, fun. The opposite effect. No, it's literally, when people are like. I'm just gonna have a glass of wine and work on this thing. I'm like, oh, those two don't go together. Yeah, no same. Way. I don't do any yeah. work when I'm drinking. Absolutely not. Oh, I do. I like to drink when I edit this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we know. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Every episode Picture has just like notes. missing chunks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes if you have to listen to your voice that much, you oh, need I a, a drink or two. Yeah. I would too if I was doing that. Honestly, whatever yeah. it takes to get you through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like weed becoming legal in places was a game changer, I guess, for my relationship with it. One, I just, I've never had like a dealer. I don't want to deal with the dealer. Same. I don't, it just seems like a, a whole thing. And it's the former goody two people? shoes thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm like the person who like, if everyone's jumping over the fence, but there's a sign that says no trespassing, I'm like, I'll stay here and be the lookout. Yeah. You guys have fun. Yeah. You'll still be like, it. you're still a vital part of the operation. Yeah. I'm hanging out, but I'm it. like, I'm going to do it legally. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like, and then I, I never I'm wanted the person to, like, that says, Hey, I'll just hang back with them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never wanted to, like, text somebody a number to get a different number and then figure out, like, you know. That's the part I can't get down with. Yeah. I need, uh, like, it's too weird to me. Even though, like, too nowadays, like, we delivery people are just, like, probably just people that have a nine-to-five and are doing it for extra money. Sure. But... Yeah, it's just like it seems too. It seemed like a seedy thing for me to do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. I'm sure I sound like a big noob, but do you know? <laughs> did you know what you were getting back then? I mean, I like yeah. looking at the the makeup of you know. This is gonna be something that I can well, still yeah. be productive like with for something like that's yeah. gonna yeah. 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 yeah yeah yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen in the hit television show High Maintenance, yes, <laughs> it seems like the weed delivery in New York is getting cool. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I want that because I it would be so fun to just have somebody come to your house and open a suitcase and be like, here's your selection today. Yeah, yeah. it is um, kind of rad. I had roommates that did it and the guy would just come over and literally pull out like his backpack and like, and like, un, like you know, that's fun with anything. It's awesome. That's like my parents. I'm like if you were selling spices, I'd be fascinated. Hundred percent. Right my parents had like a produce delivery person when they lived in Michigan. It was like he would come by with his little truck, and you would go in and like pick all your produce or whatever. I'm like, I want that for weed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, in LA now, it's to the point where you can just order it online. Can you? Is it delivered? Yep. Oh, order it cool. online. It's delivered to your house. It's fucking crazy. Like within an hour and a half. Whoa. Yeah. I ordered it online when I was in San Francisco, but had to pick it up in store. Okay. Well, because I was at a hotel. And I don't yeah. Think we're gonna, <laughs> yeah. Needed like a permanent. What's address. the uh, What's the tipping protocol? Are I think it's like anything else. It's like it's like a deli- You know, like, like any a- other delivery, like when you order Postmates or whatever okay. you guys do over here now. Yeah. That's cool. Like five bucks. Yeah. If the weather sucks, I'm going to throw you a 10. Exactly. Sorry you had to go through this. Yeah, yeah. totally. 100%. That's cool. Do you like edibles? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What sure is do. your preferred ingestion method? My preferred ingestion method, probably smoking. I think that's my favorite just because I feel like I have the most control over it. And also, like, the feeling of smoking is nice. And, it's like, a tactile situation. It's definitely a tactile thing. I like to be outside and, like, smoking a joint in a hammock. Uh-huh. Like, that's, like, living the dream, nice. you know? Yeah. Um, but I love edibles, too, you know? 
Yeah. Delicious chocolate thing. Sure. Yeah. My problem with edibles is usually there's just not enough of whatever I'm eating. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, yeah. now that you like, you know, the, the like milligram it, or whatever. So it's like, you're telling me I only get to have one of these little chocolate covered blueberries. Come on. I want a right. whole bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just bought you do some have to have gummies. Like a substitute snack next yeah. You have to, to you. have an additional non weed snack yeah. or else yeah. you get into non-weed. a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gummies I bought. Were they're just so delicious? They're just like these oh, sour. They taste good? Yeah, they're sour watermelon gummies. Oh, okay, and they're also like very tiny. But yeah, with an edible, it's best to only just a tiny have a bit. Little. Oh my god, I've learned the hard way on that. I one. know we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah, I feel my like first edible experience. It. I ate like probably literally probably five times as much as I should have. No, and it was just the That's worst. Too high. much. Yeah, it was too high. I just was catatonic. I feel Oof. like trapped. Oof. Yeah. I literally thought I was body. trapped inside my own brain. Yeah. No. Very bad. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not a good feeling. My go to tactic when I get too high is to put on a funny show. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you got to put on something funny, like something that you really love that you know really well so you can zone out and forget that you're super high and just laugh at it. Okay, cool. Because I feel like the worst is when you just get in your head about it and you're like, I'm too high, I'm too high, I'm too high. And then you're just freaking out about being too high. You know? Yeah. You got to distract yourself. You're just spiraling down. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. usually put on Broad City. That's my go-to. Oh, that's your go-to. That's, that's cool. a great show. It's my fave. If we ha- if I had to put on the one that I've seen the most, unfortunately, it would be The Office because I'm so basic. <laughs> no, The Office is great. It's good. Though, it's right? okay. Like, you know, every it's word okay is that funny. it's basic. It's, yeah, The Office is hilarious and beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Can you do you hate The Office? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just hang out with us all the time? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I only I enjoyed the show The Office. I only give Sarah crap. Because she hasn't seen so much queer stuff. I'm really bad oh, at yeah. watching queer stuff. And yeah, The Office is stuff, the too. straightest show. It is the straightest show. It's just show. so straight. It couldn't, have, it couldn't be more. Even Oscar is like pretty straight. 100%. He's yeah. like a perfect example. Like Oscar and Ellen. See, those are, those are, uh, those are gays that appease the, the, the middle, middle America. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. I do love Oscar. I don't know. I, I, so I think, so that is your, that's good to know. When We don't talk about that enough when we're talking about. Weed is sometimes you get a little too high. Well, yeah, and I feel like I've I've met a lot of people um, who are reluctant to like get more into weed, um, and I'm all about it for like anxiety and um, just like general well being, etc. And like so, I think it could help a lot of people, but people get nervous about getting too high, and so I feel like having a tactic for when you get too high is a good. Yeah, having a game plan. Yeah, gotta yeah. have a game plan. That's me though. I fucking I gotta have a game plan for everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I don't actually smoke that often. I mean, one part of it was just like living in a state where it's not legal uh-huh. yeah. and, and just not wanting to. And it's nothing that even when I do do it, I don't enjoy it so much that I'm like, oh, I need more of this. Yeah, totally. Like I can make the smallest amount last for uh, that's kind of why I like the gummies because there's no like expiration really. Right, right. So yeah, I can make them last like throughout the, the whole year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not like my favorite thing, but there are like, if you kind of figure out what's right for you and the right kind and the right amount and what situations it makes you feel good in. Yeah. And that took like a a lot of trial and error for me because sometimes calibrating there, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then once you figure it out, it's like, okay, this is nice. This does you know, it's a nice way to like wind down on the evening or, yeah. um, yeah, like at a concert or something like that. I've never smoked before a concert. I wonder if I would enjoy that. Concerts it's, give me anxiety and maybe that yeah. would take a little bit of it away. Yeah. Not if you 
eat too much of an edible before an arcade fire concert <laughs> and you start thinking about uh, human impalement. Oh, my uh, God. I went to a very dark place and just started thinking yeah. about, and then I started thinking about like all of human suffering and that, that was yeah, a, that's a little mind heavy prison that Holy I put shit. myself in uh, during our case. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. I was real, I was real calm during it, yeah. but those thoughts were spiraling out of control in my mind. Yikes. Uh, I want to blame Buffy because somebody was impaled on an episode and that kind of like crept back oh, into my I mind. Oh, I see. You can stop the thinking concert. about that visual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking about it. And just, and just <laughs> Do they fall onto no. a fence? No. Oh, okay, that's my least favorite kind oh. of, so of so human impalement. Yeah. Is, is that a fear? <laughs> just, you know, when someone falls out of something and then they yeah. fall onto a fence. Onto and, the fence. Mm. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like I can't walk by a fence without thinking about that. I feel like now there's I horror won't. movies where that, that's a good horror movie move where you get impaled It's a whole by the, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. At the, I think it happens at the end of this weird movie called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Ooh, the, I feel like the early 90s are really big for movies that are about like a woman meeting a family and then destroying that family. Totally. <laughs> like single white female. Uh, what's the, what's the what's one? What's the one with Glenn Close? And uh, the name's escaping me. And Michael oh, uh, Douglas. Fatal Attraction. Fatal, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. 100%. What's the one with Sharon Stone? Yeah. That's Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Basic I just Instinct. saw that for the first time. Yeah. It was I have never seen that movie. Well, you have to see it. I know. It. I'm it's obsessed great. with Sharon Stone. It's really good. It. It's it great. Okay, I did cool. see it for the first time as an adult, and I was like, this is pretty. Yeah. I'd only yeah. ever heard of it in the context of, like, teenagers, like, sexual awakenings. Yeah. You know? And so right. I was like, okay, I get it. Sharon Stone opens her legs, but then it's a really good movie. But then okay. when you watch the movie and that happens, you're like, oh. You're like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, my biggest problem is it is Michael Douglas is so not hot. He's so not hot. He's but he really was in every not, fucking movie at really that time. He's really not hot and they have him being like this like aggressive hot dude and I'm just like, Ugh, no. They tried to make him a sex symbol in the 80s and 90s and I I, it's unforgivable. For some reason. I think he was. I think people were into it. Totally. Catherine think, Zeta-Jones almost has me convinced. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I should find him attractive. I mean, something. Yeah. What, what does she see? Um, I don't even know how we got on that topic. <laughs> That's weed for you, you I know, know. just all over the oh, place. Oh yeah, we're really stoned right now. We did smoke a little bit of weed <laughs> yeah, if this in the bathroom. Yeah, seems different. Yeah. Yeah. I did make everybody go into my bathroom. It was pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a little moment in my little New York bathroom. Uh, I was trying to think about just weed and the intersection of that with queer people. And the first uh-huh. thing that came to mind is the very popular Instagram account, uh, at oh 420 God. old fat lesbians. I fucking love what? 420 old fat lesbians. And the hell is this? Wait, wait, wait. Never you don't know about this? this? Oh no. God, they're so amazing. It's like the most pure thing on earth. It's, uh, these two women who are like, how old would you say they are? 60s? Definitely mm. in their 60s. Yeah. And they're, they are what they say they are. They're old <laughs> fat lesbians. And one is a gay lesbians Susan. Lesbians are pretty straightforward. They live in. Really? One Susan, yeah. They live, oh, where do they live? Perfect. Is it Oregon? I want to say Oregon, and they just post these videos of them making like really lame fucking uh, weed slash lesbian puns. Yeah, and th- they get kind of sexy too. They get sexy, and really? like them and they're bed. just so like, fucking funny. And and their like boobs are out, and they'll have them covered up with like. Oh my god! Yeah, they, or they did when they were, they called it puff diving, and it was like they're in their little backyard. 
hot tub and and they're like yeah the, like one of them is just sitting there in the hot tub like leaning back <laughs> and the other one's head just like pops up or whatever and, what yeah, yeah right and they're like old fat lesbians and their whole thing is like be who you are yeah just doing bong I rips love this it's yeah beautiful we need to go to them and record an episode with yeah them. you do 100 percent. oh my god they yeah. should be the weed episode yeah <laughs> well we blew it <laughs> Maybe we'll call that one marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> 420. So, yeah, talking about weed in the queer community, uh, I think that it, it's interesting, right? Because you mm-hmm. think of when people think of drugs in the gay community. Oh, we think about like party drugs Crystal and meth. poppers and shit and meth. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I also don't consider weed a drug. It's hard because, like, when I think of drugs, I think of like the illicit shit. Sure. Same. I don't Whereas, think of weed anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. There I is mean, a little part of me, like, because I was a dare kid. Yeah. Who, like, oh, too. man, I was a dare doing kid. Drugs, Boy, they really know? cram that shit into our brains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In elementary school. So much. Like, Did you have the great program? Yeah. Yeah. Gang resistance like, was, education and training. Yes. <laughs> and then what a dare st- drug and. Drug and alcohol resistance education. That's right. Oh, wait, I think yeah, is yeah, what yeah, it is. What's great? Great is gang resistance education. Oh, gang. And I thought you said tr- gay. I was no. like, what? Oh, is no, this that was oh, the private horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was. Homophobic. No, it's ga- gang. Gang. Gangs were like the scariest yeah. thing in, in the 90s. In the night, yeah. Because they were really like. I was they so were really oblivious. Do you think it was because hip hop became big? I think so. I think I think it was the white reaction was to be a, yeah. just terrified of that. Yeah, because they literally thought that like Snoop Dogg was so, like literally never in my life was I approached to be in a gang. It's insane that every week we. Had I love to go how to they this. all thought that a bunch of suburban white kids were going to get <laughs> yeah. approached to join a gang. Everybody wants us in their gang. We're the biggest nerds alive. That's okay. I, I was going to say there's. I didn't have it at my school because there was yeah. no way anybody in my school was being involved in gang activity. No. But I would say of the three of us, I was in the closest proximity to the gangs living yeah. outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Like, Buffalo has right. like all sorts of gangs. I lived in the suburbs of Omaha, Nebraska, and I don't know that there was a gang scene there. I also grew up with a police officer as a father, so I was sure. like, yeah. the world seemed scarier on the outside than it was because he would only ever tell us the bad things. Yeah. Because he only ever encountered the bad things, but still. Uh, it was all just a really, it was basically two years of an educational program in school where they would have a police officer come in. The great program was, was a, a, an actual cop would come in and just scare the shit out of us for like an hour yeah, once a week. And then you like graduate, you had to do like a workbook and then you graduated the program and you got a little certificate and like a pizza coupon or something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it was basically just to scare the living shit out of us about like drugs and they never, and weed was always included in that, right? Like it was always like, they would call it the gateway drug, but they did a really bad job of building the bridge from trying weed for the first time and being like a homeless person, like a heroin addict, addict, tweaking, blah, blah, blah. Like your life's ruined, you're dead. It'd be like a photo of a kid smoking weed. And then the next page was like a tombstone, but they never like gave you any like, yeah. There's a long way to go in between those two things. Yeah, sure. seriously. And I mean, you and know, a lot of mental health issues that totally. no one ever talks about. And mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if the D.A.R.E. program is like what they're teaching now, because opioids are a much bigger problem now than they were yeah. at that time. Yeah, God, right? Well, some of our younger listeners, yeah, if, if anyone's you've been a in teacher D.A.R.E. recently, can, or a teacher. can message us and be like, oh yeah, D.A.R.E. is still a thing. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let yeah. Us know. Has it evolved? The update, you know? Yeah, What's yeah. How do they talk about it? Especially since now we can all go on the internet 
and fact check some things and be like, oh, mushrooms really don't cause psychotic breaks. Right, yeah. right. Uh, totally. I just remember, I really only remember in D.A.R.E. that weed was the like the only thing they talked about. Yeah. yeah. For us. For drugs. Yeah, like drugs. It was and drugs like, and alcohol and it would be yeah. weed and drinking. Yeah. So it was like a marijuana leaf and then like a picture of a bottle that had a skull and crossbones on yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Or like, a, like it said... It just said like X, X, X. <laughs> so the goody two shoes in me does feel like I should say, don't drive when you're high. Oh, yeah, don't drive if you're when very you're young, high. you know, just be aware of it's not like I'm, yeah. we're not encouraging kids to do. If drugs. you're 14, that's I'm saying this I'm on so the record. I'm so happy you're listening. But oh, yeah. Don't. yeah. Just be no. Careful. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. I'm like super pro weed once your brain is developed. Yes. And yes. I'm just like. Trying to figure out like how yes. am I gonna how am I gonna convey this information when I like have my own child that I have to take care of? Right. How am I gonna be like cool? Like how am I gonna be able to tell them or to keep them from doing it f- until they're old enough? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. My parents successfully like got me to not drink until I was old enough to drink. So yeah, maybe just I don't know. What did they do? I don't fucking know. Yeah, they, they barely did anything. I don't think my parents were really strict. I feel like I was like my own. Police officer. I, was I like think my that's own... the key, though, is to not be so not obsessed be so over it. Just be like, it's fine. Because like, the way I we yeah. stigmatize alcohol is is unique, I think, to American culture. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe in Canada it's the same. I don't know if is if it's like the way no. we stigmatize drinking here. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Don't Canada's do it. more then, laid back. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then, like everyone, you know, when once we do become that age, that's what then we go crazy. Overdose yeah. on alcohol. And Whereas, do things, like, like, get poisoning and shit. But in Europe, there's like 12-year-olds having a glass of wine with dinner and nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. And it's chill. They also drink hard as hell in Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was, I was remembering that my dad, I, I remember two different conversations. One of them was when he felt that it was time to confess to my siblings and I that he had done a shit ton of drugs in the 60s and 70s cool. to mm. the point that people called him Druggy Dougie. <laughs> he was like... You want to think about a drug? I've tried it. And he was like, wow. What a fortunate first name for him to have. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then and then maybe it was the same conversation, but he was like, I'm gonna tell you the truth about drugs. They make you feel real good. And he was like, (laughs) But you know when you have a piece of chocolate cake and that chocolate cake is delicious? What if someone made you eat the whole cake? How are you gonna feel by the end of that cake? You're like, I've seen Matilda, I know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) So um so that was like the drug conversation I got was like my dad was like he was always about like I'm not gonna lie to you drugs make you feel good why would you do drugs why would you do them if they didn't make you feel good you know yeah like, yeah yeah. so I, uh, that's a better way to talk about it though yeah you know, I guess it's so like, right yeah well yeah. here's what it is and, and you know this is what it does this is what happens to your body and like if you do too much or whatever sure yeah yeah I mean yeah. I but yeah kids shouldn't smoke weed because you, literally your brain isn't developed yet so it's yeah. Like, yeah and I think they have like done some studies and have found that there's some I don't know read some the latest studies yeah do some googling and wait wait until you're ready I mean even if you're an adult I mean I waited until I thought that like okay now this is a good time for me to try this where I have a pretty good like handle on my life yeah. I can afford this you know That's yeah. It, yeah man I remember one of my friends her boyfriend was constantly getting high, but then when it came time for Christmas, he didn't have any money for her for like a Christmas <laughs> gift. And I, I got so mad. I'm like, yeah. how much weed does he buy? You know, yeah, how much? Because weed like, ain't free. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
I feel like every, I feel like all, Both we all had guy. that one friend with like the dirtbag stoner boyfriend. Broke ass scrub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow still has weed. Yeah. 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 Oh, it must be That's free, huh? Yeah. You got weed and brand new sneakers. That's strange. Yeah. <laughs> you growing that? You growing that shit? Oh, you have the new, the new Madden video game. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's a question. While you're high, is having sex a thing that is better or not? Yeah. Doesn't make it's better. Definitely. Okay. Great. Everything's better. All senses are better. I okay, great. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've I wondered about I that. I don't know. Because I, I, I have how I don't know. How do you I've feel ever, about it? I don't think I've ever had sex when I was high. Oh yeah. I think it's great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've had sex when I was still uh kind of up from like party drugs, but that was a while ago and I don't do those anymore because I've never done party drugs so I don't know. Me neither, yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's like, well, it's fucking great but like it's not. <laughs> it's not great. It's fucking great but it's not great. Well, it's like, like this is like how your dad would describe it like yeah, yeah it's fucking awesome but like too much is not good. Yeah, I mean and I've just you, heard people talk about like yeah, it's like the fucking best night of your life and then the next day you're so sad Yeah, I'm like I don't think I need that. That's the thing, it's an emotional yeah. hangover. And, and to the point where like I'm just like I think weed is so wonderful and you can mm-hmm. have like a lot of weed and get really high. I'm like I'll just get super Super stoned because I know that I'm not I'm not gonna be sad the next day. I don't yeah, wanna, like, yeah. Plus, I'm like afraid of like chemicals and things. I'm well, like, that's what the thing. It's like it, you know, there's been an uptick yeah. in like cocaine. People that do coke and yeah. die from. I'm pretty sure that's how Mac Miller died. Was he took oh, what he shit. thought was cocaine, and they're just recently figuring out like making arrests and stuff because mm. the problem is now uh, opioids are getting cut in with. Yep. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's no longer, and you don't know unless you yeah. just watch someone do do it from the same like bag yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But even then, it's just like, fuck, man, is this even worth it anymore? Like, yeah. now, I'm too old at this that, point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm like, I, at not, this, I just yeah. can't imagine, like, I don't know, just imagine fucking dying from like doing a line of blow at a bar and there's fucking fentanyl in it. Like, that would just be the worst the thing. The worst luck. The yeah. worst Just luck. the worst Just smoke luck. weed. Just smoke a shit ton of weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Just have a lot more edibles than you are used to. Yeah. You will yeah. go to, yeah. you will go I mean, to a different place. It's a totally place. different effect, but it's not going to kill you. Yeah, it's not so going to kill it's you. Great. It's great. It's fine. Generally, Works things for that me. don't kill you are the better option. Yeah, that's, so. I'm into that. <laughs> I wish mushrooms were legal for... I know. It's very but. bizarre to me that they aren't. They're, they're legalized in Denver. Yeah. Okay. I've heard a lot about microdosing mushrooms. Yeah, so I've tried that, yeah. and I've also tripped on mushrooms. And I definitely want to trip on mushrooms. I just like haven't I found have the right moment yet. It. It's wonderful. I waited though again until I was in my thirties. You do waited it. until you were married. Yeah, like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I waited till. <laughs> I know it's in the Bible somewhere that. <laughs> waited until marriage to do your psychedelics. Yeah. Um, I waited until I felt like I was in a place where I knew for sure I would have a good experience with it mm-hmm. and a good trip with it. And then I finally felt like, okay, I'm in that place and can do this in a smart way. It's like starting a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wait till you're so in the right way. Right? Yeah. I know. This is so a responsibility podcast. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, That's the real topic. That's the real today. topic is responsibility. <laughs> Shit. We're all sitting backwards style on chairs right now, having a heart to heart with you about drugs and responsibility. <laughs> So I do like the high from microdosing mushrooms more than the high of weed. Oh, okay. really? Tell me more. It's this. <laughs> You're like a better product out you, there. Uh-huh. I'm all yeah. It's like a happier high. Oh, cool. Like when I did it before I went to Janelle Monet, and I remember 
I got off the subway and it was almost like I couldn't help but smile. Like the muscles in my face mm-hmm. just had me smiling and I was just like walking around with this goofy grin on my face, but I was like, smiling feels good right now. And that was... Wow. Smiling yeah. feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Th- those are the thoughts going through my head. I was like, wow, I don't think smiling has ever felt this good. I'm just going to walk around Wall would, Street. That I would love. Smiling. That honestly sounds so pure. Isn't yeah, that pure? It really yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. And when, uh, so then Cecilia and I did mushrooms for the first time together, actually this past Sunday and we had a lot of fun. We didn't go, we didn't go crazy cause it was her first time and she was a little bit nervous about it. And, uh, we did have a lot of laughs though, remembering that Portuguese woman at the Madonna concert. Cause one of the other things she kept yelling is we are a simple people. Oh my and God. Oh my God. Right. This is the, so imagine when, so you're, much concert anxiety. when you're in mushrooms, that's like the funniest callback. That is pretty funny. Someone yeah. says something be like, well, I don't know. We are a simple people here. We are a simple people. <laughs> How is she doing? She just like hands up in the air and be like, we're a simple people, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Were you there? I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Portugal. We're simple people. Yeah. Uh, I can only picture this lady as like a, like an elementary it. school art teacher with like a flowy dress and like long hair and just being like we're a simple people. Oh, I don't know why God. that's the aesthetic. Just I'm feeling it. It's so good. She she felt like like a a third wife. Yeah, yeah. But, I picture but, but, like, her older. in a very very um, like tight small spaghetti strap and her midriff is showing. Oh it, yeah, that's it was the hard other direction to, to it was hard to that. see because she was a few rows behind. Oh, okay, and okay. There were uh-huh. people. You could yeah. only hear and imagine. Yeah. Recently divorced for sure. Yeah. For sure. I got <laughs> Not that there's glimpses. anything wrong with Not that. Not there's yeah. anything wrong with being recently divorced. Divorce is awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Honestly. It, it was a great experience for Cecilia. It helped her think through some of like the things from her, her past. And oh, she cool. had like okay. a very positive. That's and then awesome. the great thing is that you kind of uh, take those, like you remember everything that happened when you were on them. So you take these little insights mm-hmm. and uh, take those along with you. And also everything, if you're visually tripping looks amazing yeah. and yeah if you do it safely it's a lot of fun the only thing is just I'm like I don't want to be accidentally eating poison mushroom you yeah know? totally so it's like getting them from a source you trust yeah and, yeah and all that kind of stuff yeah much like anything else too yeah get it from someone you know or somebody you trust yeah yeah all right so I don't know do drugs safely and yeah. enjoy they can help with anxiety and be very yeah. therapeutic and nice yeah and help you be more creative or not like more creative, but it can right. help, you know. It helps It helps open doors for sure, at yeah. least for me. I definitely like, lo- like love it for like, I went on like a little songwriting trip. I took myself out to Joshua Tree nice. and just got like Sick. a little cabin for a few days and just got like super stoned and just wrote music. And it was so fun because um, it was just like, it was like in my own little world. And it yeah. was like, I don't know. I feel like being stoned in the desert definitely like that's for me. Awesome. Y- yeah. It's super inspiring. Yeah. That's a place I like to be stoned. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's one of those good situations. All right. We're going to move on to our, our listener question um, oh. now. So feel free to answer. This one is a long one, but I'm giving it a pass because it's one of our patrons. Is that a whole page? It's, it's always a whole page. Hell yeah. Almost. <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> but this person is in serious need of advice, and I'm a little bit worried about them. So, All right. Oh. All right. I'm 15, and oh. I've known I was gay ever since I watched the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. 
<laughs> That's fair. That's when so you were good. 12. I fully get that. Yeah. That was my Law and Order SVU awakening. Go on. <laughs> oh, my God. The problem is that I live in Japan, and although they've started talking about LGBT uh, plus rights, it's still a pretty hush-hush subject, and there isn't much of a community. I've been very open about my identity in that I shave my head, and I wear masculine clothes and lots of rainbow pins and stickers and stuff. Fuck yeah. Fucking so cute. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? You're this awesome. This person's really rad and bold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still, the culture is so underdeveloped here that no one gets the clues. What's more, uh, I go to an all-girls school and it's considered cute to have a little girl crush. So people I come out to don't take it seriously. Mm. Oh, okay. That's a problem with being a teenager too in general. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. takes you seriously. Yeah. And, okay, my dad left a year ago and I've never had a good relationship with my mom. I struggle to make friends because I have weird trust and guilt issues. Sometimes I go weeks without talking to anyone. I would really like a girlfriend, but I haven't met any other out lesbians. I hate to think that I'd have to wait until I graduate high school and move to America to date women. I'm pretty confident I'm not attracted to men, but so many kids my age, as well as older men, have asked me out. I'm sure that I'm gay and honestly don't want to doubt myself at this point, but since I'm a hormonal teenager with nothing better to do and no one better to talk to, I've thought of dating one of them, especially the older men who could buy me alcohol. And I'm definitely not attracted to dicks, but they're kind of weird. And I've always had a curious personality. It would be a good chance to conduct literal experiments on it, or at least poke it with a stick and see what happens. I left this in here because that's weird. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> don't poke them with sticks. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are no, parts of people's no, bodies. That's a joke. That's obviously, yeah. Joke, yeah. I feel like I yeah. So. yeah yeah I mean I get what she's saying but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. uh if if you're gonna be experimenting with with anybody in that kind of way that has to be something that's like communicated yeah, ahead yeah, of yeah. time um yeah. anyway <laughs> oh there's more oh yeah here here are the questions anyway would it be a bad idea to date a man for reasons like those? Should I just hope that I'll magically run into a lesbian and will magically fall in love or something? Or should I just sit this one out and wait until I graduate and start college in America to have any human interaction, let alone romantic ones? I think... Are those all the questions? Those are all the questions. Okay. okay. So many... Go. I got some things. First of all, do not date men who are old enough to buy you alcohol. No. Yes. For that reason, do especially. Not. And actually, literally yes. don't. Uh, I don't know the situation in Japan as far as drinking age but here it's 21 and that would mean adults dating technical technically children yeah i know you don't want to be called a child but in a very in a legal sense you very much are so yeah those dudes are yeah creepy. absolutely those not dudes are and they so never creepy. have good intentions there's They're no disgusting. reason why an adult man should be interested in dating a 15 year old no yeah there's no good there's no reason other than literally he's a pedophile a pedophile or at at best just a control freak who's yeah. gonna yeah. take over your life and, and it might not, not seem weird to you now but trust us once you get older you'll realize you how fucked up it is meet a 15 year old you'll think it's yeah. the creepiest it's so fucking creepy. thing it's so to creepy. be into somebody yes. at that age and that that part of their life they do it's, not have good intentions it's not good so please yeah. please please stay away uh, stay away from yeah. any any people older 
than you and and by that by that yeah even even women even women that's not it's not it's not not okay that's not healthy if you're gonna be experimenting you should be with someone your own age yes yeah somebody who's had your own life experience yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. someone at the same stage like developmentally that you are and like there's so many different factors that go into age especially there's so much of a a huge difference between a 15 year old and a 20 year old yeah in uh, beyond the legal sense but like just a huge, huge difference. Uh, whereas you won't find that difference so much as you get older when you're 33 and someone's 38, you know, like it's not, it's, there's a lot happening there. So stay away from older people, please. Uh, in that sense. But I don't think to, to address the last part of that, I don't think you have to, there's, there's a big area between general human interaction and dating. You can have sure. interaction with a lot of different people. Yeah. You don't I know they said that they they struggle with, with making friends, yeah. but that's kind of a first place to start. Like, if yeah, you have a hard sure. time making friends, then being in a relationship, you're going to find that to be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's much better for you it's, to work on, you know, the friendship kind of part of interaction. Because yeah. it... Because it Anything romantic is only going to blossom from there, if if at all. Um, you're not going to go from like zero to girlfriend overnight with anyone. Yeah, and if you do, it may not be healthy. I mean, you might. Are you not apps. going to? I mean, I have been. Yeah, exactly. I'm like the worst person to talk about with that. But anyway, I want to know if um, this person has checked out the internet lately. Yeah, because as someone who was once a, an awkward 15 year old. Um, I feel like the internet is like an amazing place to make friends. And especially if your plan is to move to America anyway, once you're 18, like get online and like hang out on autostraddle.com and like meet some like lesbians who live in America and go hang out with them as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of forums. Just like it's three years. It's going to be, it's going to fly by. Yeah. And then you're barely going to remember these years. You'll barely remember. And you know, and so you can make your friends and, and have those experiences and, you know, you can you can date over the internet. Yeah, I, we've all done it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's it and can it's be way better so now fun. than it was when I was younger. Yeah, totally. You can still like have that whole like crush and like romance and whatever, even if it's over Facetime. Yeah. It's like yeah, you can it, have. There's a be, lot. It'll of ways. be so much better than dating somebody who you don't really like just yes. for the sake of them of dating being your, someone. Yeah, dating someone. Yeah. 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 I agree. The for, the most important point of all this is do not date older people at all uh and alcohol is not that great anyway so yeah, this, yeah. we as you heard we yeah. love weed over here yeah we, this is a- <laughs> yeah we know you're 15 don't smoke weed until you're older but yeah. Yeah. you're gonna love it but these years are gonna seem super hard and super awkward because they are like it, your feelings are totally valid in feeling that like i you know having a hard time meeting people and things like that that's totally normal for anyone to feel it's especially completely normal for someone your age to feel and i guarantee you're not alone but yeah like they were saying go you know creating online friendships can be something that's fulfilling that you can do now and then you know when you go to college you'll meet people in real life and it'll be great but um yeah just be kind to yourself it's going to be okay yeah and also i mean i don't we're using, and I don't know if it was just because that's the the word you chose and didn't think much into it, but about meeting uh, specifically lesbians. I don't know how important that is, but just remember there are a lot of queer yeah. women and non-binary and people. And queerness who, is such a spectrum. And 
Yeah, yeah, who don't identify as lesbians. So if you're only just searching keyword lesbian, that's going to limit yeah, yeah. your pool of possibilities. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's things you can kind of fall into on Instagram. You can see, you can see a lot of queer experience yeah. on Instagram or even like Twitter, uh, autostrata, like all these things. But, but at 15, the pool of people who are out as lesbians is going to be Small. super tiny. When I was 15, yeah. it yeah. was zero. Yeah, so. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, I think, better today. I mean, at least oh, from yeah, what I... Sure. As a as a musician who has a fan base of lots of young um, queer kids, yeah, I feel like so jealous of what they have, what they have now. Like, oh, yeah. Right. These just like... All the reasons. Communities yeah, of like kids who are like 13, 14, 15 years old who are just like out and proud and like yeah. know who they are and they've got... I mean, they at least they appear that way. Yeah. yeah. And they've got these groups of friends and they're going to shows and I don't know. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good time to be 15. Yeah. So you're very lucky in that way. Um, and it's just going to get better and better. Yeah. But you're going to go through some awkward days for sure. You got this. You got it. You're going to be good. Don't date older men. Don't date older men. Please don't. (laughs) All right. AW, where can people find you on social media? Uh, they can find me at, at listen to AW. All right. Everywhere. That's it. Instagram Great. and then tour dates on the website. Yeah, tour dates are on the website. I'm like halfway done. Stream it. Cool. Yeah, stream it. Stream I can, it baby. if you you I'm under like several different names on Spotify right now. You might find me under AW, you might find me under John Allison Weiss. You might find me under Allison Weiss. I don't Ooh. who is she? I don't know. <laughs> um but because it's just like the internet, you know what How I mean? The music's archived and stuff. Yeah, music's all ways, archived yeah. and because of like like data and shit that I don't even know. I basically went on and just made a playlist that's got all my music on it. So oh, whatever profile you find, you can usually find the other stuff if, okay, you, cool. if you are. Great. So yeah, check them out. And you can follow us at Diking Out on all social media. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Give to our Patreon at patreon.com slash out where we have... Uh, extra episodes. We also have merch on our website, dykingout.com. And you can follow me at TGI Carolyn on Twitter and Instagram specifically. And I am at the Sarah York on Twitter and Instagram. And we look forward to diking out with you again. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.